Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Strider for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Strider was released in arcades in 1989 worldwide. It was released for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive in September 29th of 1990. This game was developed by Capcom, but the Genesis conversion was handled by Sega themselves. Okay. Yeah, they really wanted to make sure that a good job was done. Well, uh, Sega was a big name for arcade ports, so... Yes, and the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive version is considered to be the most uh, faithful to the arcade. I can see that. Like, uh, was the NES version made by Capcom, I assume, in-house? Yes, it was. Okay, because it's very different than uh, this, uh, you know, the arcade game and the, the Sega port. Yes, that was the thing that Capcom and other companies did quite often when porting a game to the NES Instead of cutting corners and having to have a subpar experience, they would change a lot of it up. Now, Strider was the video game debut of the character Hiryu. He is from a manga that is also called Strider Hiryu. Okay, and how, when did that, was that from the 80s? I think it came out maybe a little while before this. I'm not sure if it was something on its own or it was made to be a tie-in. I see. Uh, it seems like it always seemed like there was more it was pulling from, but I never, I've never read the manga, so maybe now's the time to try it. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, uh, what kind of game would you say that Strider is? Uh, I'd say it's a 2D action platformer, uh, very arcadey. It's a little different than a lot of the other ones you'd see on the, you know, NES or even uh, Mega Drive. True. Now, in this game, you are a ninja. The ninja Hiryu. Yeah, you're like a space ninja. That's how I always thought of him. Fair enough. It is the future. And you do go to space. Spoiler alert. Now, in this game, you can jump, of course. But this is no Mario jump. No, um, I kind of hate this jump. Uh, it's uh, it's like a Castlevania jump. You know, you're... Well, there are a few types of jump. There is just a straight vertical jump. Mm-hmm. There is a jump to the side, which is kind of a short arc jump. Yeah. And then there is the cartwheel jump. Yeah, or you do a weird, the flip kind of jump. Yeah. And that's the one I do all the time on accident. Yeah, it runs up to me. I have have trouble. And it's really frustrating sometimes because you're straight up a jump. You know, like you're not guiding it as you come down or anything. So No, and like you you said, it is very similar to Castlevania. The main difference is that unlike Castlevania, this is not a short jump. This is a long jump. So it is much easier to jump off of an edge, ledge, or any other cliff-like obstacle. Uh, yeah, and unlike Castlevania, you're jumping much farther distance and over, you know, bigger gaps. Like, it's more demanding. Very much so. Now, you can also slide kick in this game. So if you press down and jump, you will do a slide. And that is also an attack. It's a good attack, too. I, I used it pretty frequently. I used it a fair bit as well. But your main attack is your sword. The falchion. The falchion. And or the cipher. I've heard it called that in the NES one, so I was kind of confused about, you know, I wonder which the manga calls it. Hmm, maybe we'll have to find out. Now, this sword attack is very, very fast. It's an awesome attack. I always loved it because you can, you know, 
slash really fast and you know, get that really rapid ching, ching, ching. Yeah, it is definitely very satisfying. And the sword is, of course, your main attack through the game. Now, in this game, you can attack while you're ducking, so that's a nice bonus. As well as if you're, um, you can hang from walls and uh, some ceilings and, uh, you know, just by jumping up to them and you can attack while you're hanging as well. Well, not just hanging, you can climb along ceilings or wall, up walls. Yeah, it's uh, even more of an advanced, like, the Ninja Gaiden in that way where you can just kind of cling to almost anything. Yeah, a lot of times when you don't even want to. <laughs> True. Now, in this game, there is health. You have uh, three units of health when you start. Yes. And I think almost everything in the game only takes one unit of health away when you get hit. Generally, and you do get a brief uh, invincibility spell. But there are places that you can fall, pit deaths, that are an instant kill. I have found a lot of those. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, you also start with three lives in this game. Uh, you can find more throughout. And there is one continue without cheating. Right, right. And, yeah. So if you go into the options menu, you can increase the number of lives you have to five. As well as change the difficulty level from easy or, you know, it starts on normal and you can change it to easy or hard if you're crazy. Yes. And there is a code you can enter to give you more continues as well. I did that. As did I. <laughs> this game also has a score. Does it do anything? Um, I Okay, I, I went back and double, you know, I was doing the manual and I was double checking and somewhere I got the perception that if you beat the high score, you know, which it does display at all times, then it, it gives you a one up. It's It starts off at 20,000. So I don't know how that works. If you can keep competing with yourself. Uh, That's very odd, but you know, maybe it does. I never noticed that I got a, a new free man from the score. I, I didn't either. Well, and the last thing you'll see in your heads up display is the time limit. The dreaded timer. And each section of a level has, a, what is it, a minute and 30 seconds? I believe so. Which seems like a lot, but can be... There are certain areas where yeah. I got caught. All, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I get killed by the timer? Like, what's wrong with me? Oh, wait, you actually got killed by the timer? Yeah, several times. It oh, sucked. That's like a first for you on this podcast. <laughs> so did you notice the hilarious message that it gave you when you died from running out of time? Uh, wait, what message? Uh, instead of game over, it says time over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I yeah. thought was really funny. Yeah, it's you get your own special brand of humiliation. Yeah, but there is no speed up music. Uh, there is no, like, nothing telling you to hurry it up. It's just hard cut to you have died. Yeah. Now, throughout the levels, you will find power-ups. Yeah, they're in little uh, kind of robotic-looking containers. Mm -hmm. Little canisters. Now, they're either lying around the level, usually kind of off the path, mm -hmm. or they're being carried by some sort of small robot. The, mainly those weird little flappy uh, bug-looking robot things. Yes, and those robots can hurt you. Yep, you got to watch out for those. So it's not just a free lunch from them. Now, the first set of power-ups all revolve around your health. There is the high, and that refills one unit. Yeah, you'll see uh, there's like the Chinese symbol for your two characters of your name, starting with the, you know, like you said, the high. It restores one, one hit, one life block. Mm -hmm. And the Ryu. That adds one unit to your total health bar and fills up a unit of health. Very good. It's uh, You can get to a maximum of five health bars. And the Hyru, that fills all of your health up. Yeah, and uh, there are certain areas where when you see them all together, I always have to remember, I'm like, I need to get these in the right order so that I don't waste my full health up. Okay, well, I'm glad that <laughs> you had that foresight because 
I don't speak or read Chinese or kanji from Japan. <laughs> Therefore, on the you know eight bit screen, it just looked like kanji to me. I the only one I could identify reliably was the big one with both symbols, both right. syllables. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just getting them. That's that's yeah. kind of how that works. <laughs> now. Some of the other power-ups you can get are not as useful, and those are the 400 or 200 point canisters. Yep, that's not a lot of points, let's be honest. No, not at all. But my favorite power-up of all is the sword. Yes, you it greatly extends the range of your uh, falchion slash cipher. Like, yeah, I would can, say it doubles it. Yeah, yeah, you can really blast some things. It's really fun to run through crowds of enemies. Now, that icon when you open the canister, it looks like a little sword. Yeah, it's it's very accurate. I'm not sure where I saw it, but I read that the sword power-up will last for a 100 sword strikes. Okay, I believe it. I, I wasn't sure what its duration was determined by, but it definitely has one. Like, I've seen it would just wear out in mid, uh, you know, while I'm slashing away. Yeah, at the very last level of the game, there's a point where it can wear out, and you definitely don't want it to. For sure. The next power-up you'll find is the... Golden Hiryu. Oh, he's golden. Okay, I see that. And that is your invincibility. Uh, welcome respite when you... I've only found it a few times. Yeah, I can only think of two places. But the good news is that it lasts quite a while. It is a little generous, and thankfully so. I don't know if it's just the quick nature of the game, but it feels like it lasts a bit longer than <laughs> most games' invincibilities. And then the last of the normal power-ups is... What I found referred to as the SD Hiryu. Oh, okay. Super Deformed. Oh, Super Deformed. There you go. Yeah. I, <laughs> and that is just a little, what is it, his head? Well, I, it looks like a little doll. Like, yeah. That's what it looks like, I thought. But it's just a one-up, right? Yeah, and that is the one-up. Now, I could only ever find one anywhere. Um, I, I think I found one, but, you know. I mean, I wrote it down. Or I was confused like, well, with I, the invincibility. I'm not sure. But I think the next group of power-ups is most people's favorite. And that is the set of robot helpers. Yes, the robots. Now, first up, you can get what they call the dipodal saucer. Yeah, this is the most common one. Uh, it's a little, you know, pod thing with two legs. Kind of like a Mauser with no mouth. Okay. I think of um, batteries not included. <laughs> okay, yeah. Especially when it's flying around. Yeah, it's yeah, and fly around it does, as it will shoot little rings as you attack sometimes, and it runs into enemies. Um, it's uh, pretty valuable, um, but they will only last. Like, well, actually, when you get it, one of your blocks and your life bar will turn red. Yeah, that, I was very confused by that uh, early on playing this game. It's a weird system because if you get like a dipodal saucer, and you know, let's say it's your third block of life you have three and you know your third one turns red and then later you can extend your life bar and then the one to the right of it will be green so you can mm -hmm. take a hit without losing the dipodal saucer which you will lose when you get hit every time yes now you can have two of those at once and that will turn two of your health units red i, I think it's really cool the way it spreads them out you, or you can spread them out in your life bar like if you're really lucky you can get like the middle chunk red and then so you have hits before you lose them i, I did not get that though <laughs> Gotcha. Next is the Terrapodal Panther. And that gets, and you get that if you already had two of the saucers and then find a third, I guess, robot saucer power up. Yeah, it'll uh, upgrade them. Uh, your red blocks will turn yellow and it uh, runs around and hits things for you. Cool. That sounds really awesome. 
I don't know how many hit. Does it take two hits? Because the when you get hit, one of your uh, yellow ones will turn back to red. I don't know. I said it sounds awesome because I never got this panther. I didn't either. I, I was not able to keep, let alone <laughs> roll with two of those saucers for any it length was, of time. I had, a, I had a few stretches with one, but... Yeah, well, I got one almost through the whole first level. Yeah, yeah. But I never got anything close it's, to panther it, level. It's so hard not to get hit. <laughs> it is very hard not to get hit in this game. So, finally, the last of your robot friends. That's the robot hawk. Yes, the aptly named robot hawk. It flies around above you. Does it... What does it do? Supposedly it hurts things that are above you, but uh, it never seemed to come in that handy. I always saw it flying around. like It just, doesn't follow you, does it? Uh, kind of? I, I don't know. It, I, like I said, it rarely had any effects, of, if any. Yeah. You I know? mean, <laughs> I thought it was maybe at one point dropping the other robots that were bringing me power-ups. Uh, man, but I, then I realized that was not the case. So I really never knew what, what it was doing. I Yeah, I... Came to some situations where I was like, man, it'd be cool if I had that hawk robot maybe flying above me right now. But it was never when I had it. So, tough luck. Well, Nick, that alarm reminds me to ask you about this manual situation. <laughs> well, I will gladly tell you all I know. Um, Strider, for the Sega Genesis, does not have a very good manual. Um, it's mm. 20 pages, all black and white. Uh, it's got screenshots, but there is no artwork at all in it. Wait, none? Zero. Oh, man. And uh, for the most part, it just goes through all your controls, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, it does give you a pretty weird story. Um, I'll kind of sum it up a little bit because I think okay. it's kind of funny. Good, because, you know, the story that's hinted at through this game is so weird and unfollowable. <laughs> it's bizarre, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So in the manual, what do they say? Well, uh, the backstory kind of starts in 1998, where apparently <laughs> humanity has been suffering through a ton of uh, disasters, and they finally uh, they stop, and humanity gets together and is like, we need to work together. That was after the uh, the two big asteroids almost hit the planet, right? Uh, something, man. Something was up. But then uh, a few years later in Kazafu, yes. uh, creatures start attacking, and they're unstoppable and they kill 80 percent of the life on earth and they're led by mio from the third moon satellite that he has orbiting the planet mm -hmm. i'm familiar with the third moon uh -oh. yeah well he's a weird uh they they kind of hint towards him being you know he's been watching humanity and observing waiting for the time to strike but no real goal is you know so is that the final boss yes that wizardly guy i can't wait to tell you what i named him but <laughs> yeah um I, you know, I figured he was some sort of shadowy hand that oversaw the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, well. Turns, he, out, um, turns out he was. Yeah, you you were darn right. Um, but eventually, I guess after 80% of the life on Earth is uh, destroyed, uh, the news reaches m the island of Morales, which is the training area of the Striders. Is that like like the Wonder Woman story, but with ninjas? Uh, kind of. I mean, they're the last defenders of justice on Earth. So, And Hiryu is the youngest A-class Strider. And uh, he just has to stop him. So there you go. All right. Well, was there like a enemy section? No, um, there is not. Although there is a brief preview section of each round and it kind of names a few of them there. So I, I sprinkled those in as we go. All right. Well, there is a memo score section at the end. So they do have that. Thank goodness. You would definitely want to write down those, those high scores you got in this game. I thought it was interesting trying to uh, come up with a timeline for this because it starts in 98 right mm -hmm. but there's that sign at the beginning of the first level where you're jumping into uh kazakskaya 
right. uh, CCP uh, in 2048. So apparently, I don't know, this guy's conquest started a few years later, so maybe he's been running roughshod for 40 years or something. Maybe. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Well, uh, I've only played the Sega Genesis version very little before this. Um, for me, Strider was mostly, you know, I played and beat the NES one. I liked that well enough. Oh, you did beat it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, back in the day. But, right. And mostly, um, I remember it because, uh, you know, I loved it in the arcade, but it was a quarter muncher, so I never really played it much. Right. So I played the arcade game quite a bit. Not enough to beat it or really get far in it at all mm -hmm. i just loved the giant sprites and the speed of everything yes yes for me it was that game that you play at the end of the night when you had two three quarters left or tokens <laughs> yeah. and you knew you weren't going to get really into any game but you could throw them into strider and just see some cool stuff yeah i i watched the game's uh, attract mode a lot because it was in the uh it was right next to the street fighter 2 cabinet when it first came out so when you're waiting in line to get your turn to play you're just like oh, check out strider yeah. Now, I did also play the NES version. Uh, I think I rented it, and I remember being a little disappointed because it was so different from the arcade game. Yeah, I was. I knew what was different because I had seen it in Nintendo Power, so I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I, I mean, I enjoyed it from what I remember. I'd like to go back, but I will say that I never played the Genesis version. Okay, I, I had played a little through friends who had one when it first came out, and, you know, as a pretty early... Uh, genesis title i believe it was you know it was kind of a like wow man the graphics are awesome right so you didn't play the master system version i, I know i never have i almost played it just to see like you know what level of downgrade it was but i never didn't have the time oh yeah it, yeah that's worth looking into so nick then what was your more recent experience with this game strider i beat it for the first time i've never beaten it on in the arcade or on Sega Genesis, so it was a and it was a rough ride. I will agree. Um, how many times did you play the game? Yeah, at least five. I, I would try to play it a lot, you know, each day. You know, were you doing the hour a night? Yeah, and because that's kind of what I did as well. I played about five nights, an hour a night. Yeah, some of these it was just like, ugh, like some of these levels have such frustrating deaths. That... Oh, don't worry. <laughs> so the first time I played, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tourist this game. I'm going to set on easy, set those lives up to five. Yeah. Just see how it is. Well, it turns out I, you know, had a little bit of the butterfingers and I had set it to hard. Oh, man. And I was just banging my head against the wall on these like first two, the first level and a half. And I was getting there, but I was like, I could not fathom how <laughs> I was going to get through this game. I have no idea. I, yeah, I didn't mess with the hard mode. That's for certain. And then I went back and I was like, you know, maybe. And I looked at it and I felt so, so foolish. <laughs> But then after playing it on hard, you know, and getting somewhere, I thought, I don't have to easy mode this. Well, mm -hmm. Let's take it down normal street. Right on. But, you know, I did increase the lives to five. I, I did as well uh, pretty early. I, I started off with three lives normal. I'll be fine. But after that first, like, you know, session where I was, you know, I okay, I give up five lives. Please, right. I need them. And then uh, I added the extra continues. Yeah, I did eventually, too. Uh, but I did beat the game then with, you know, no save states, nothing crazy like that. Just the five lives yeah. on normal with two continues. And grit and determination. Yeah, a little bit of that as well.
Well, some beautiful sound effects like that <laughs> say we could only be in one place. And that is the general chat portion of our podcast. Woo! Um, you know, I'd like to start by saying that this game is just like the arcade. Kind of. <laughs> it's, um, it is um, faithful uh, to a fault, I think. Well, it has a little less flash and a little less of the speed that yes, you'll find in the yeah. arcade. This game definitely makes you feel like a badass, though. Yeah, you get a lot of mobility options, and you know you just look cool flipping up over uh, platforms and yes. like, grab it on the wall. Yeah, you know until you flip past the wall and into the abyss. And you you know once you hit that wrong button, you are just flying off to your oblivion. Yeah. Now my biggest complaint about this game is the fact that most of the bosses are pure pushovers. They're very uh, simple generally. I don't even know how many hits most of them take. You can wail on them so fast with because your sword. I just wail on them so fast with my sword, as you said. It's it's insane. Yeah, the um the thing that gets me about this game is that it's so close to the arcade that I'm like, why would you play this over the you know, it's not different like they haven't I don't feel like they kind of fit it to the Genesis as much as they could have. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the day, you didn't have a chance to play the arcade game anywhere but the arcade. So this was an amazing port. It was, And it was like, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier, when, you know, it was one of those games that, you know, when my friends had Segas and I pre-Super Nintendo was like, man, those look awesome. Like, you can do a lot, you know, graphically that the Nintendo could not touch. Well, I'll agree with that. This is no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. <laughs> you know, that game to me was... Like you had brought the arcade experience into your house. You, yes, it's, uh, that is a very, in some ways, superior port. But this game, it feels like one step below the arcade. Yeah, that's, yeah, true, true. Well, since you're so agreeable, <laughs> I think we should take this game level by level. And this game starts you in stage one. Kafuza. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird... Uh, this is something that's noted in the manual as well, um, where it gives you this fake Russian uh, country, mm -hmm. and the, it clearly starts with the Kazakhskaya, you know, 2048, that's Kazakhstan. I was going to say, did you have your uh, lady look that over? Because apparently it translates. Yeah, it does, and it's basically... Um, you're in the... Whatever the Soviet version of states were of it's not it doesn't say kazakhstan it's like the sixth kazakh state of you know the soviet union and you're in 2048 ad so I, I don't know why they give it the ridiculous name i don't either but it looks super awesome as you glide in to future ussr you have a sweet robot glider thing that i always thought and still do think it looks awesome yeah and the whole background the city looks awesome you mm -hmm. know it's very soviet russia you got the onion domes and like you know it looks like you're like right in the kremlin but you know there's lots of spotlights moving left and right which are a little choppy i think that's one effect where i was really like that ah, see maybe you shouldn't have put that in the in the home one right and uh, the background motion is not the best but right away you're introduced to really large sprites for you and for the enemies and they all look, look pretty good. Uh, your animation is uh, pretty decent. I think it's real good, especially when you do your flip, when you do your uh, cartwheel flip, when you do your handholds to grab the ceiling. I think those things look great. And like you said, all of the, the enemies in this game, the sprites are so clear. You definitely know what you're fighting. 
and you're moving up and down these huge hills in a kind of proto sonic way. Um, you know, you have these big curved hills that you, uh, your sprite actually reflects, you know, diagonally kind of off of it. And it yeah. looks really good. You know, what we didn't mention earlier is that when you're going down a hill, you can pick up speed. And if you are running, you can jump, you can do that cartwheel jump a little further than you normally would. Yeah, it gives you some good extra distance. But here in this first level, you won't need that because right away, all you're going to see is a bunch of these Soviet goons. Yeah, they're, the thing I like about those is when you cut them, you can actually see the sprite kind of divide in half as they explode. Well, and they're interesting because they actually run away from you. Yeah, when they fall down and crawl backwards and they're begging. And I'm yeah. like, you would not get away. I never let them go. So then after that, you fight some cutesy, tiny, like, chibi soldiers? Yeah, they're little, they're like robots, I thought. They're little, like, cute Soviet, you know, they have, like, Yushenka hats. And Now, did you feel bad about killing them? No, no. Of course not. Um, but, you know, this whole area just introduces you to, you know, a lot of the basic mechanics of the enemies, to the way you're going to be jumping throughout this area. Yeah, grabbing onto, there's lots of scaffolds that you jump onto, you can flip up on top of, and, you know, nav- moving around all these different platforms. And teaching you how to uh, traverse the verticality of this game. But, you know, you get through the first little area, it's not very long before you find your first, uh, well, is it boss? Mini-boss? It's hard it, to say. It's a mini-boss, yes. Trobaya. Ah, uh, yes. The Soviet muscle man. Yeah, he's a bone-crushing muscle man, according to the manual. Oh, so I was right. He really <laughs> yeah. is a muscle man. Yeah, it literally, that's what it says. Oh, awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I mean, he does look like a standard muscle man. Yeah, it's like Got a... That shirt thing going on ivan drago wrestler look like um he he may have some attacks i don't know because he never got to use them on me if you just jump up and slash him super fast you can kill him pretty much right away yeah i mean at most he's jumped once and then i killed him after he landed from his jump i've seen it where i've screwed up and you know he'll get out and he'll do this kind of thing where it looks like he's rolling along the ground and if he if he gets to you he like slams you into the the wall he throws you against the wall and you oh, okay. take damage, but it's not hard to avoid, so you should just kill him. Yeah, you run up to him as soon as he appears. Yeah, he's he on takes... a little a little platform that's raised off the ground. Yeah, he takes some hits. You know, you hit that button as many times as you can. You will slash through him. But the key factor is once you've killed him, you want to get underneath that platform. Yes, you do, because fire will start to rain from the sky. And this is a little trick that you should get used to, because a lot <laughs> of the bosses, when they die will be followed by some sort of environmental hazard that is there to kill you. Lots of fire chasing after you. Oh, yeah. So this guy, no sweat. Burn through him, and after you do, you're running up and down some more of these weird future platforms. Yep, yep. And you hear this weird clop-clop noise. Yeah, that's where you'll start to see the weird, uh, I call them spider bots. Yeah, robo-spiders. I find them more annoying than harmful. Well... I always think that the fact you can hear them off screen and you're like, oh crap, like it makes me react to like where I'm like, I, I gotta watch out, this thing's big business. And it's not really, you can kill them pretty quickly. Yeah, usually you just have to jump to do it. Uh, worst case <laughs> scenario, you know, jump over them. Yes, that's a, a great tactic I use a lot. Yeah, you're not really punished for not killing things in this game since the score doesn't seem to have much, you know, impact. Yeah. yeah. You clear out those robo spiders and that's when you get your first uh, taste of the super sword. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, it's a blast, man. It's really fun to have. Well, you'll need it because right after that, you fight a boss. Is it the boss? Well, there's that little turret thing that shoots the bouncy lasers out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Munch's Scream Reactor. 
what? I'm going to show you a picture of it, and it's doing the scream face. Oh, okay. Oh, well, bizarre. I never thought. And it's named the Norvo. Okay. For whatever that is, but that one's another one where if you just crouch there and, and attack it, it even has a little uh, kind of meter on it that decreases, like it's one life meter. I was able to kill it before the lasers ever hit me. And, oh, yeah. I never got hit yeah. by those lasers either. So you defeat that um, weird little laser-creating maybe robot yeah, sensor turret thing who knows and then right away after that you fall down into a, a little kind of passage that takes you over to the well here's the problem with falling in that passage there's a guy at the bottom ready to hit you <laughs> and he will every time you have to just basically spam your attack button as you fall a lot of times you do but yeah you it's better safe than sorry it is you get to that area and now you're on to an even weirder well, this isn't even a mini boss. This is the full on boss. Yeah, full boss. Uh, one of the weirdest bosses ever. Yes, this is not the human centipede, no. but the cyborg centipede. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> the and U- Urobolos. You're in like a some sort of senate or stadium area. Yeah, it's, it looks like it has a bunch of commissars or someone you know up in the back lined up. Yeah, and whoever's giving the speech, you know, does a call to arms, and then one by one, these uh, people jump out and then form part of this centipede chain yeah they assemble into a big robot snaky thing it's got arms at the front wielding a hammer and a sickle and swinging away now that's kind of awesome yeah well it's a pretty neat boss really like well uh, except for the fact that you know you can destroy it in about five seconds once it did take me a minute before i realized you could stand slash hang on its body parts without getting hurt right you want to just attack the head and as long as you don't get too close to the head thinking you're going to ride up on it well my tip is to jump over this creature you know onto the very right of it and then as it forms you can jump onto its back ride it you know all the way along the bottom of this coliseum area and as long as you're attacking the whole time it will die before it can even turn up into the air it's not very strong it is not strong it is not hard and once you defeat this bizarre creature <laughs> of a boss you have beaten stage one and you're given a nice little cut i take that back it's not that nice no it's a brief you get a picture of the boss's face i guess yeah, and he mocks you, I think. Yeah, you can't beat Mayo, Mio, whatever the yeah. guy's name is. These are definitely not Ninja Gaiden quality. No. But, you know, they're there, and I'm not going to diss them for trying. Yeah, it's all right. But you can start and skip them, so I give them a plus on that side. Mm, yeah. And if you do, you'll find yourself right at the beginning of Stage 2, Siberia. Yes, and you are out in the snowy, uh, mountainy areas. Uh, you get attacked by wolves right away. Oh, those wolves, man. They re- they spawn so fast. Like, and they don't stop. You know, you just keep running past them. They're not worth fighting, really. Man, you are so lucky that I resisted the urge to quote some Smash Mouth there. Oh, I think we all thank you. But these uh, wolves can be less of a problem if you just keep moving forward. Yeah, and you'll get to a, a longsword power-up that I was almost never able to get without getting hit by a wolf. Uh, if you don't stop, if you just keep running, you jump onto that platform and you just keep moving forward the whole time. Swinging. What happens is none of the ones from the back can catch up to you. To jump. You never even see them come into the screen. Oh, okay. If I, you just keep booking it. I see. You definitely want that sword power up because you're going to find yourself at a boss really soon. Uh, right away, pretty much. Pretty much. But between you and that boss is a door. Yeah, it comes, you know, crashing down and you got to slide underneath it pretty much. I mean, that's how I always got past it. If you can remember, you can just slide underneath it as it falls. That, that's what I usually did. I always forgot. 
Oh, okay. So it falls, and then you have to attack the door, and then part of it will crumble. Oh, really? And then it falls again. And you have to slide before And then it... you have to slide before that. Oh, man, that's rough, because that could kill your timer if you're not... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you, because there's a bunch of wolves on your butt the whole time. That's awesome. I, I didn't even know that. That's right. Cool, well, cool feature. It is, but cooler than that is what's on the other side of that door. Mechapon. Robo Skullrilla. Yes. Giant robot ape. Uh, I remember, again, uh, watching the attract mode on Strider and seeing this. This was always a big, like, oh, that looks awesome. But its face is very, like, skullish. It's not like a normal gorilla face. It is clearly an evil robot. Yes. Um, does it have any attacks besides punching? That weird punch. It's like kind of, you know, hand turned down, like gut punch. I guess. I don't know, because I always have that super sword. And I'm hitting it, you know, close to the speed of light. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, this robot dies within about six to four seconds. I, um, when I fought this boss, I thought you had to hit it in the head. So I kept jumping up and doing that. But I guess you don't. Uh, I, I, no, no, you don't. Uh, spoilers, we'll see him again. And that's when there's nothing to hang on. And I was like, there's no way. And then I felt a fool. Well, you may be a fool <laughs> after you defeat this robot if you stick around. Oh, yeah, there's um, the surfaces all become... Uh, is it just the floor? No, no, no. Well, I don't know. Because what happens is you may have destroyed the robot, but his head remains. Oh, yeah. And then after a few seconds, that head explodes, uh, sending a shower of projectiles in every direction. I'm usually on the ceiling by this point, so... Well, yeah. if you can get on the ceiling and then start getting up that hallway, which is your next move, you will avoid all of the projectiles. Yeah, you got to. And the floor is covered in fire as well if you just stand there. I, I never did, so I didn't I, know that. It got me the first time, and then it continued to do so more than I care to admit. Next up, you're going to find yourself in the clock tower of Castlevania III. <laughs> oh, oh, this area, okay? I wasted so much life here. Oh, so did I, because there are power-ups that you definitely want to get that are on these gears moving around, but, but they themselves are on platforms hanging from the gears. Yes, but some of the platforms have spikes on the bottom and sides. Yeah, and those are... By the way, if you need to know, the ones you want. on The the only ones you need are on the spiked platforms. So you're jumping around and there's a weird, it's not even a normal platform you stand on in the middle. It's a weird kind of T-shaped thing that swivels left and right. And it, it's, ugh, I, I'll, I'll think I'm safe. And then one of those, uh, you know, spiked ones will just clock me. And it really, really, first really big frustrating point in this game for me. Yeah, uh, I will agree entirely. So much so that... In the final few times I played through this game, like my last two nights, I did not go for any of those power-ups. Yeah, which sucks because it's like all three of those syllable powers. You can, you know, get your life meter up. You can, but for me, it was never worth it. I was always going to be yeah. taking at least two hits. So I just bypassed that entire area. It's, it's worth it because, um, yeah, it's a total pain. It is quite a pain. And then right after that, you will find yourself at another mini-boss. The anime cyber suit. <laughs> I thought of this guy. You know what it reminded me of is that robot in uh, Contra 3, the Alien Wars, that you fight on the helicopter who flies up with his jetpack and shoots. Okay. His, like, that's kind of what, you know, this guy comes down and, you know, they'll shoot at you, but it, it, it was, runs away. I was kind of thinking uh, Bubblegum Crisis. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you said, this, this guy, this robot, whatever this is, it will fly around. It has a pretty big gun that it will shoot at you. And if you hit it, it kind of flies away for a second. 
But I found it only took like three hits. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take a lot of hits, but it, it's just frustrating because it kind of seems to try to stay out of range well, of your sword. So my tactic for that was just to continuously jump forward and slash. Oh, right. And I, I hit it at some points in time, and apparently I killed it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Without even seeing it. It's, it's not too tough. No, it is not too tough at all. But what is tough is right after that, you will find a hill. Yes, your first uh, kind of, again, Sonic style, you're running down this hill, picking up speed. Now, along this hill are small, like, mortars or uh, mines that will shoot out projectiles when you go over them. Yeah, they'll exp- if you're moving fast enough, it just comes behind uh, you, and you'll be all right. The first time I encountered this, I thought I'd be smart and jump down the hill over all these things. Oh, yeah. So that when I got to the bottom, I found myself on a ramp. Now, at the edge of this ramp, you can jump off of it. Yeah. And you will never reach the other side if you do. Nope. You got to run down the hill, man. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had to just kill myself. <laughs> and uh, Or I did kill myself by jumping off of it. Right. Uh, and then I realized you have to run down the hill. Now, the run mechanic in this game can be a little goofy because you kind of have to hit diagonally to maintain that run at certain yeah, points. It's it's a little fuzzy. It's I mean, I, I didn't really have any problems here. There are a couple other areas. Anytime you encounter one of these slopes, it's like there's always something that's happening to the floor behind you. Yeah, which is forcing you to run. If it's not fire, it's like the plant things or some other stuff later. Yes. But once you uh, you make that jump and then you're in the, the dark uh, kind of electric area where they have those like transformers or something. Yeah, so I said now electricity. Uh, you get both bolts of electricity from the transformers, like you mentioned, but you're also getting like these weird sparks, these paths of sparks that move around. Yeah, you got to watch out for both. And there are some enemies. There's those robots, you know, those big. We haven't talked what I about call them, them is uh, bird mechs. Yeah, they look like a robo chocobo or some weird. Mm-hmm. They're not too hard. You know, it's not the enemies in this area that will get you. It is uh, the electricity. Yeah, there, there's. This is where I found the only one up. I on ever the far, saw. far left of the screen. Yep, yeah. I got that one as well. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of navigate your way around this area, and you'll come up to a chapter or a weird like helicopter. Those things at the yeah. top. Yeah, we picked um, you up. I called it the inverted helicopter because for some reason its propeller is underneath it. Yes, and it's a very small propeller for. Oh, but whatever. Um, I. There, a weird thing happened to me here where I was trying to jump up to get on the, the, the copter and I jumped to the right and then I fell all the way down to the bottom of the stage and I was like, crap, I got to go up. But then the helicopter came all the way down and then I was like racing it up and I couldn't get to it in time and it left. That is weird. Like I could see it up there, but it was too high for me to get to. So watch out, guys. Hmm. Well, if you can get onto the uh, chopper, you know, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> whoever designed these has no clue how uh, flight or helicopters work, but, you know, it's okay. You basically uh, move from one to the other, you know, fighting the guy on one, waiting for another to appear, and then jumping to it. You jump up, flip up, kill now, that guy. they know you're going to get hit during this because the flip up part is really hard to time. <laughs> yeah. So one or two of them have extra heart, uh, have extra health on them for you to get. Yep, yep. And you'll need it because once you've gone through a couple of these, quote, choppers, you will find yourself on an airship. Yeah, you're coming up to the bottom of it. There's huge, you know, turbine blades, you know, pumping around at the bottom and you jump up above them and kind of head to the left. Yeah, you jump over some uh, turbines or whatever it is. You fight a gun. And then if you jump up, you're at the final boss of the level. Yeah, you fight these, uh, the Kunyang martial arts thugs. The three lady ninjas. 
yeah and they have uh, big kicks that make a big slash like your sword so watch out for those yeah or um you could just do what i did and uh jump up onto the slanted piece of land Mm -hmm. you know the one that's right in front of that turret you just fought right right and they cannot hit you or land on that spot Oh, really? So you can just stand there oh. and slash forward and kill them all without taking a hit. Oh, nice. I, I, I didn't know that. I kept just jumping around or trying to stay on the walls. I, yeah, no. No, you can just stand that one spot. And uh, the hard part is getting to that spot, but yeah, no, that's it's, a, it's a lot easier than fighting them. Amen, brother. Yeah, do it. Get on that spot. Now, once you've destroyed these ladies, the level's not over. And no. there's a little cool uh, you know, thing for you here. You walk to the end of the level, and then you have to take out the door and the pilot of the ship. Yeah, and then the level's over. I think that's a nice little uh, way to end it. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. Now, of course, you're treated to another shortcut scene, mm-hmm. and then you begin stage three aboard the, I guess, Balrog yeah. Flying Fortress? I mean, it says Balrog in the manual and in the game, but I'm guessing one of those L's is supposed to be an R. That makes a lot more sense. You know? <laughs> And, man, this thing is, uh, well, you're in the sky, and you are fighting a lot of mounted guns. You, Yeah, you're starting off right. There's, uh, you know, on deck, there's several uh, guns. I really like the way this ship looks. You know, you got, like, the, the chain uh, banisters or whatever, ropes right. there that, you know, you were like, well, man, maybe some guys would really be on that. They are very worried about your safety. Yes, and you head to the right after destroying several of these cannons, and you'll be confronted with a giant cannon. Yeah, which you cannot destroy. You, yeah, you can. Well, I mean, you can't destroy, like, the barrel. You just one hit to the yeah. building behind yeah, it. Yeah, you have to slide under it, kind of. But this thing is called the Eliminator. So I'm guessing that whoever built the Balog is a big ZZ Top fan. Oh, I, I, I mean, who isn't? I, Dusty beards for life, man. <laughs> uh, but once you've destroyed the Eliminator, you will find yourself inside the Balrog. Yeah, it opens a kind of hole you move through and now it is conveyor platform time Ugh! and these are these suck man yeah you can stand on them or you can hang from the bottom of them but it's really hard to get off of them yes and you're like in certain areas there's so many of them going different directions and you're like i'm just trying to jump on one but you keep catching on a different one on a different track or god forbid you know you accidentally cartwheel to the left or the right you are just landing on some more of them maybe on this track maybe on another track there are and there's a couple places where you can fall off and die there are now also in the dying area below you uh there is a couple power-ups if you decide to sneak around the bottom and you can skip a little bit of the conveyor belt madness with that but it's a little dangerous now the last open area does have an invincibility at the bottom of it did you grab that oh yeah every time because then you don't have to worry about those stupid lasers that are hanging up in the corners right and you can ride the last of the conveyors up to the top area uh and then after that you'll have the hallway of mechs yeah you're running through uh and those are what just the little chicken face max yep yep but at the end of this hallway is a trap yes a wall appears behind you and you're you're racing it and then you come to a similar wall on your right and they both start closing in on you and you have to go up no joke i i did die the first time i got here yeah i yeah i did because i just ran up them like yeah, wall climb and i was like i don't think i'm gonna make it no you, you have I to did not. you can if you climb up like i always would jump up to the very top of the wall as it was coming to the to the right mm-hmm. and then so as soon as i could i'd start walking up and or climbing up and then towards the end when it starts getting close you have to start jumping back and forth yeah you have to do a wall jump back and forth and at one time i got like a weird glitch where i got caught 
on a wall that wasn't there. So I was holding onto the wall, but I was above the end of it. Oh, weird. It was just fun. Goofy. Because <laughs> at the top, you have a, I don't know if they want to call this a mini boss, but it is a new form of mech. It is a mech that uh, shoots out a chain. Yeah, you get and those missiles. Yeah, I hate those guys. There are certain oh. areas where they really, I'm like, you put these in the, sh- the worst places ever. Oh, there's there's one in the last level. We'll get to it. But <laughs> yes, this one, uh, you can hit it a whole bunch as it flies in because it's being dropped off by one of those choppers. Mm-hmm. And then once it lands, if you stay on the far left, you can just wail on it without it being able to do anything. Oh, okay. You duck and just attack. Sweet. You have to take out a few of its uh, little heat-seeking missiles, but no big deal. Right on. Uh, After this, though, once you have defeated it, then you are right on the edge of what I call the jerk zone. Oh, what? The flingers? Yeah. Yeah. I also lost lives here. I was, Two. Two I, was I was convinced that I was doing something wrong and I had to jump or do something to gain access to the, some other area. Well, what we're referring to is uh, an area where if you jump to the right, where you think you should go, you'll be caught by a little platform that just launches you off the airship. Yeah, it, it goes straight to the right and flings you like it's really fast and uh, very weird. Now, one level below that, there's a power up, a really good one. Yeah, but it's right in front of one of those things, so and it'll it, get you there. Now, apparently, if you are good enough, you can cartwheel off of them. Like jump and jump back? Yes. I could see that, but once I figured out that you didn't have to do it, I was like, avoid them like the plague they are. As did I. Up next, you'll find yourself in the anti-gravity laser corridor. Yep, yep. You, uh, I mean, you go through that platforming area where it's moving you up and down that kind of establishes the reverse gravity precedent. So once you go through that corridor... Or mm-hmm. down that corridor, at one point, uh, it will flip you over, and you will be walking on the ceiling. Yes, sir. Like our buddy Lionel. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, it doesn't really change the gameplay very much. Not really. But it's... I think this is the first time you'll find those uh, drills on a pike that come yeah. out of the walls. Yeah, you can land on them if they're going left or right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them, these ones, I think, are coming up and down. And then directly after that, you will be in Mega Man 2, <laughs> another Capcom classic. And instead of the little tiny drills that come down from the ceiling, these are like little um, pods. Oh, it's a, right. a never-ending stream of little pods going from the ceiling to the floor and vice versa. Sadly, unlike Mega Man, there are no power-ups in these. Yeah. So you just want to try to bust through here as quick as you can. Yeah. What about sliding and stuff, maybe? I was lucky enough to have one of the um, little robots with me. That certainly helped oh, a lot. I, yeah, I bet. But if you can make it through there, you are at another mini-boss. This is a weird, very weird thing. I, I called it the uh, super gold atom sphere. Yeah, I I called it the anti-gravity core, but whatever it is, it's a, you're in a big kind of uh, uh, octagonal room. Sure. With the, you know, that, that orb's in the middle, it's moving around. It's it got is a some, big gold orb with some red dots on it. Yeah, and it's got uh, little what, red and blue, like... They look like atoms. Yeah, little molecule things or, or whatever yeah. that are moving around, yeah. So my advice would be to hightail it to the bottom right corner of this thing oh you stay over on the side as far as you can and i did to first fight off all of the little um atoms or molecules you can fight them you know when you're when you're fighting it but it's easier to pick them off from the side yeah then what you want to do after you've cleared them is jump into the orbit of this thing because it has its own gravity yeah and it flings you around and you're always kind of facing it so you can just jam away wail away on your sword while you're doing it and you can get a lot of hits Generally, my problem is I was never able to defeat this thing without taking two hits. 
because it flings you after, into a wall. Yeah. Like there's a certain period of time where I, I mean, I'm guessing it's the wall that's hurting me. I'm not sure. It's just after so many rotations, I'm spinning and hurt. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll fling you off if in certain areas where you fly against the wall, take your hit, and then go back and try again. Because there, I don't really know any other way <laughs> to, no. to get up there and hit it fast enough. I had to get to this guy with at least three health, or it was not going to happen. Yeah. Now, luckily, if you hit it enough, it will explode. Yes. And at the bottom of this area is full health. Oh, right, yeah. Now, the downside is, once you've destroyed this, he has now caught the entire chamber in the hallway leading out of it on fire. Yeah, you got to be moving fast. You want to get that life and then get on the ceiling too because the floor, you know, it'll catch on fire and you can fall through it at the end and just die. Yeah, so you got to crawl across the ceiling and hightail it out of there. Yeah, you flip your way up and you fight some, uh, and you come to the end of like a, a loading dock or something. There's, you know, there's some pirate guys there. And then you see this weird, you know, peg leg, hook hand captain on, on one of those copters with a whip. Well, you know what I called him? The whip master? Oh, he is the, man, he is the whip master. Yeah. And uh, does he have any attacks besides whipping you? I don't know, because he dies really fast. Yeah, because I just jump. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have full health at this point. So right. I'm well, no, going to yeah. take the hit. And no, I, just... I feel like there's going to be more of the level, but there's not. He's more of a chuckle than a boss. But You beat him. You hit him like three times or something. He's dead. You are now on the little weird chopper he was on. And that's it. Stage is over. The stage is complete. You fly away on your goofy inverted helicopter. <laughs> you are treated to yet another short cutscene. And then you begin stage four, the Amazon. The Amazon itself, re- a, a pretty frequent destination in a lot of video games. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird too, though, because we've been uh, in Soviet Russia for most of the game. Yeah. Somehow we made it all the way to the Amazon. Yeah, I, you didn't even glide in. Who knows? No. But, you know, this looks great. You're kind of like in a jungle area with some Mayan temple stuff in the background and things. Oh, yeah. And you got a lot of, you know, big trees. You're walking on branches and vines, those weird flexy vine things. Well, yeah, you're, you're introduced to flexible uh, platforms now. But right off the bat, there's another hill. Yeah. And this one, there's like a mushrooms growing behind you. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, you don't have to do the jump at the bottom of this hill. Oh, okay. In fact, I never did because I I wanted to get that power up that was at the very bottom of the... Now, ravine. is this where the boulder comes down? That's a little further on. Oh, okay. But uh, this one at the end of the the ravine, there is a bridge that falls apart. Okay. I See, I think I went a different path then because, I mean, it's pretty broad. I remember going up and fighting a lot of the Amazon women and stuff. I, I just yeah. remember coming across now, the middle to the top of the the big uh, the second big hill where Yeah, that's the second one. Where the, the Now rock you did is. bring up the Amazons. Um that's something I wanted to point out because these are the wrong Amazons. <laughs> you are in the jungle of central South America. Yeah. In this Amazon. Yes. But you are fighting traditional Greek Amazons. Well, they're like weird barbarians. Like they have they like are, battle axes. And and if you notice, the reason I'm saying they are true Amazons from, you know, the classical nature sense of the word, mm-hmm. they have binding on one of their breasts. Oh, right, right. They have wrapping going around their torso and then over one arm, shoulder. Do, do they ever use bows though? No. <laughs> it's really weird. Well, I mean, at least they paid attention to something. Yeah, I, I guess. It's it's very odd. Now, right after you encounter them, that's when I encountered the giant boulder. Yeah, your, and just Your running. Indiana Jones moment. Yep, yep, just keep running. Uh, yeah, but then more more excitingly, um, 
after that, you realize that there are dinosaurs here. Dinosaur time. There's huge brontosauruses. Well, and there's that little triceratops yeah. that a uh, lady is riding. Yeah. You can kill the triceratops. Yes. Or you can kill her and ride the triceratops. Yeah, or, you know, use it to boost you up on top of the dinosaurs. Um, yeah, I, I rode it for a whole five seconds. I uh, Nice. I, I died a lot here in one spot because I kept forgetting... There's just this one spot where if you jump, there's actually a pit that you can die in oh. on the floor if, you, if you're not on top of the dinosaurs. And I just I would, ran across the dinosaurs. I know, and I would too, but I would screw up and I'd be like, I'm going to jump here to land on that one's tail, and you just won't make it and then fall right down this pit. I died like four times, and I really hated it because every time I'm like, remember, don't jump there, and then I did. Yeah, I I didn't have to remember. I just I just ran ran across all those uh long neck dinosaurs. Yeah, stay up top, stay on the dinos. And if you do, you will be treated to quite a scene at the end of this level. This boss, yeah, is some form of robo dragon. That that's what I wrote. Weird robo dragon. It's got it, some crazy horns. Yeah, no wings though. No wings, but a very dragonish face. Yes. Um, in this form. I'm going to say the first time I, I fought it, uh, I, I did not get hit once or even see it attack. It's um it's really not that bad once you just get up on that platform and start yeah. cutting his head down. There is a platform that uh, hangs down close to his face, and it can only be hurt in the head zone. Yeah, it's a platform. So you jump on that one, <laughs> and you wail away, and this thing is gone. It can, like, if you don't kill it right away, it has those little, it shoots rings of flame that turn into these fire snakes that chase you. And I has, found that out eventually. Its claw sticks out and can get you. That's it, a really awkward attack. Yes, it is. It's a, yeah. But, you know, with that platform in front of its head, you can take this thing out in mere seconds. Piece of cake. Such a piece of cake that you're treated to yet another mini cutscene. But most importantly, you'll find yourself in the final level of the game the third moon stage five the third moon so i guess the third moon is a space station yeah i don't know why it's the third moon there's only one around earth so wouldn't it be the second moon yeah i mean i was confused by it on all levels so at least i now understand that it's a space station yeah it's it's where um the grandmaster mio was observing earth from for a while I you guess. know i shouldn't be that surprised because the first thing i wrote in my notes is red space base <laughs> Yeah, it's a you get a red background, kind of industrial area. And now you are experiencing the spear mechs full force. They are all over this place. Yep, they'll shoot their little spiky chain out. Mm-hmm. It sucks. And uh, you can make your way through a few of those till you find yourself in the anti-gravity room. Yeah, you're in another anti-gravity area. And um, this one is crazy. You have a lot of those drills. So did you find the secret room in this area? Um, Where the lady ninjas are again oh yeah and there's a what there's a, a robot down there right sure i don't know because they just whooped my butt every time i fought them this is where if you um i just hung on the wall as much as i could and tried to slash at them uh-huh and i was able to i was able to kill them once and get the robot but i had a, a lot of deaths here at this uh at the pit at the top of the screen just yeah. to the right of this well i thought they were part of the level so I died a lot trying to fight them until I realized you could avoid them. Right, right. After that, not too hard. The hardest part is that the perspective is so weird in this level since everything is upside down. I Yeah, it's a, this is a very strange part. It is. Uh, I fell through the ceiling slash floor many times. Yes, I, I was, I, you know, I really thought I could, you know, if I kept, I was running wrong, if I just got faster, I could make the jump over. Right. And but, then 
there's no way I could never do it. No, you do have to jump and land on one of those uh, drill pikes that comes across. Yeah, and and, and then, then you climb up them. Yeah, in a horrible, horrible scenario. Yeah, they're all like coming in and out, and you're moving to the right while holding on to the ceiling, which is actually the floor. It's it's weird, but so, once you get past it, it's a huge sigh of relief. Now, for future playthroughs, and everyone out there who hasn't played it yet, about a third of the way through this room, you will notice that there is a very, very small gap between the floor and ceiling. Mm-hmm. It's at that point that you want to jump to the ceiling slash floor. Okay. Then you can slowly make your way to the right, just avoiding a few of those pikes that are going up and down. Well, there's like three in a row really close at the beginning that I was never able to avoid, so I just ride one of the, the one drill out past them no, and then No, what jump. I'm saying is, before you ever make that jump to the other side, in the earliest part of this room, you can get to the ceiling on the other side. Oh, okay. And then cut out a huge chunk of the pain oh, in the butt at the end of this. Nice. You know, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> because this room is upside down and backwards with the gravity reversed. Right, right. So, you know, if you are curious, go check out a playthrough. Good People that can beat this game really well can do it in about 20 minutes. So, oh, yeah, if you know what you're doing. It's not going to take up a lot of your time. Right, right. But if you can get through the anti-gravity room, well, you're in for a real surprise. And the surprise is that it's boss rush time. So first off, you fight that wonderful sphere again. Yeah, it's a real slog, man. This one, it takes forever. I, uh, again, took two hits, but I would have taken more, and I did die here a few times because I forgot those robo-spiders are at the bottom of this level. Yeah. So you need to make your way all the way around, killing those spiders before yeah, you can before. then go attack the sphere itself. Otherwise, when you're orbiting, they'll peg you. Yeah. And then right after that sphere, you are treated to, uh, well, that scream laser thing again. Yep. Only this time it's a little harder. Yeah, I mean, I took a hit here um, If you, because you can't just kill it before it gets to you. No, once those uh, laser beams are descending from the ceiling, you need to jump over it once. But if you're spamming away, it should die before the lasers move anywhere near you again. Uh, after that, you're going to fight the uh, anime suit <laughs> guy again. Yeah, jetpack battle, same thing. Still three hits. Yeah, um, not bad at all. What really sucks about him is mm -hmm. not this fight. no. It is the chain mech mm -hmm. directly after him. Yes, on those little like pillar there at the yes, yes, right in front of the pit. There is no way to hit it unless you have the extended sword. Yeah, or you you have to get like right up. Sometimes you can jump and it won't knock you down to the pit. But I mean, I died a lot here because that chain will come out and hit you on the platform before the one, and you have to get over there. Ugh. That chain is such a I'm just it's such a dick thing. <laughs> I mean. You would be amazed at how quickly it'll shoot back out when you stand up. Like, I thought it was, like, playing with me. Well, it does do that. Like, it's like it does it three times in a row, and then there will be a little bit of a break. And so that's when I would try to jump over and just, like, you know, hit him as much as I can. But it was tough to do consistently without getting hit. And, you know, getting hit, big whoop, but you'll always fall off. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was try to get there with that extended sword or, you know... I don't know, I jump over it-ish? That's yeah. kind of like what I would do. <laughs> Take the hit and then fall to its back. So yep. I know it wasn't going into the pit. Yep, yep. You know, luckily though, once you get through him, you're given a nice little reprieve because you're fighting that uh, Skullrilla again. Yeah, uh, the Megapon comes back, but now he's, there are big gray T-Rexes moving from yeah. the left to the right. So now he's got these really awkwardly sized T-Rex buddies. <laughs> <laughs> they are smaller than him and very... um. 
weirdly proportioned. Oh, and the first I thought I was like, are they on my side? Are they because they're facing it? You know, and I was like, maybe we'll get to see some King Kong Godzilla action. Yeah, but no. Uh, in fact, you know, this guy is still so weak that if you just ignore them and rush him, you can destroy him, which will then make the t-rex itself blow up i'd usually get one of them close enough to where i'd turn around and kill like the first t-rex and then just go back to swinging away yeah i don't know why those t-rexes are there but they did bring a smile to my face yeah it was it was definitely a chuckle moment now once you defeated the uh robot gorilla you want to run to the right as fast as you can Mm -hmm. because there is an extended sword power up okay at the far end of this level oh but If you don't run real fast and get it and then run back, you're going to be stuck behind the next mini boss. Oh, the, the Lago. Yes, the Robo the Dragon. Dragon thing again. And it's really hard to get underneath without taking a hit. But if you can have that sword length, oh man, does it make this guy a hundred times easier. Yeah, he's, well, he's actually a little tougher because you don't have a platform in front of his head. Yeah, it's actually a challenge now. It's, yeah. uh, and you know, not hard, it's more of a waiting game. You just, yeah, because you just want to jump over the claw and just keep, like, when he gets close enough and he's on the ground, it's where you can actually reach him and hit him in the head. Yeah, you got to jump, hit him in the head, and just, you know, realize you're only going to get two hits before he moves. Don't try to get more than that. You're just going to hurt yourself. Yep. And those flame things he shoots out, don't worry about them. Just ignore them? Yeah, I... I didn't really, I mean... I mean, you can get hurt if you jump into them. Well, yeah, you avoid them, but... They're not coming anywhere near you. Not really? No, not at all. So if you clear out Robo Dragon right away, you are confronted by that crazy centipede again. Yeah, the Urobolos. But don't fight it. No, well, yeah. It is invincible right now. Yep. Right now, you're just along for the ride. Yeah, this is a weird, uh, you just have to ride it. and it. Uh, I actually really like this part. I liked it, but I died a lot when it curved up to the left at oh, first. Oh, yeah. So what happens is you ride it, and then it takes you into, like, the void. Yeah, the screen goes black, and it's it's crawling over invisible terrain. And then... The boss is is talking to you. It's yeah, awesome. He's, yeah. Text is appearing on the screen while you're still trying to stay on this guy. Yeah, he, he sends some creepy messages at you, and uh, you know you're trying to watch yourself and not fall off because you have to be hanging or standing on on the Robolos. And he gives you a ride to the city. And uh, once he gets to the city, he starts snaking back and forth, making his way up the screen, and it is a pain to stay on. But you only have to you know jump straight up if you're in the middle of it. Yeah, that's the key is you might want to be real close to the front because you so you can see what's coming up faster, but it's like don't back off. You give will yourself fall right yeah. off the left side if you do. Every time. It's such a hard lesson for me to learn. Uh, but once you realize you're on the final path you need to be with him, you can just start wailing on his head, and it does not take long to destroy that thing. No. Not at all. Because once you do, you are now in the final final portion of this game it's the final showdown with the grandmaster mio the space ghost yeah he's a weird space wizard uh he looks just like the weird icon in the the quote-unquote story mode at the beginning okay um this part is genuinely hard yeah well he teleports around and flies around and shoots like enemies at you okay he doesn't just shoot enemies he shoots this like uh two bolts of green heat sinking lightning (laughs) yeah it zags around lightning itself hits you Boom, it's a hit, plus it knocks you really far. Yeah, there's, I mean, you're on these, like, pillars that are... Oh, well, uh, it's it's kind of like the game board you're on is very uh, skeletal. It's kind of like a rib cage of some sort of creature. Yeah. Now, one thing you're going to want to do as soon as you get here is make your way to the far right and the far left. There are power-ups on each side. Mm-hmm. Those will definitely help. 
So those green lightning bolts, if they don't hit you, when they dissipate, they spawn a chunk of creatures. They could be wolves. They could be dino birds. Piranhas. They could be piranhas. Yeah. I don't even remember fighting piranhas in this game. I They stick to you. They're in the Amazon. There's there's a, like one section, I think, with them. Either way, this guy sucks. <laughs> he teleports. He's all over the place. His attacks are super strong, and I never get to him with more than three health. I Yeah, I mean, I would try to usually stay at the top. Uh because I would notice when he would appear, sometimes, you know, I could just get over right to him and just, you know, swing away and try to do as much damage as I could. Yeah, my uh, strategy was to just jump around like a madman, like never be in one spot so that those damn green things couldn't get me. Yeah. And then if I was lucky enough to land near him just during my totally random jumping around, wail away. Right, right. Take the hit and just go to town during that invincibility. And I was able to take him out during my second invincibility phase from your like second hit yeah. yeah yeah and i had hit him a couple times as i was you know wackily jumping through this level now of course i did fall off the edge or into the abyss a few times oh yeah, yeah. i used a full continue just yeah here at this boss absolutely I, at least one he's uh he's really yeah he's pretty tough uh like i said the only reason i stay at the top is i feel like there's less platforms visible there's a little less for me to keep my eye on yeah, I can totally see that. You know, whatever your strategy is, it boils down to the same uh, basic principle as every boss. When he's near you, you hit that button as fast as you <laughs> humanly can. Yes. Once you've destroyed this boss, though, you really goofily fly to the top of the screen. <laughs> yeah. It's it's super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, but I love it. <laughs> it's the same, uh, you know, little scene you get at the end of every level where it gives you, it's like end game bonus or... You know, final yeah. stage end bonus. But you pop to the top of that screen so awkwardly. I, it's just... It's, 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 it's goofy. It's goofy. Now, after that ending bonus stage thing, you are treated to a nice cutscene. Hiryu is running, watching some stuff explode. Yeah, you see him, you know, kind of from behind. There's like, you know, a, a weird city that's blowing up and you're running for a while and then... You jump out and get on your robo glider, and you're kind of gliding past. There's some fireballs coming at you. Yeah, you get to see all the enemies you fought throughout the game. Yeah, in kind of a ghost form. It's yeah, weird. phantom enemy like memories. That and then it's like, man, remember when I killed that robot ape? That was yeah. cool, man. And then below that is the credits going on. Yeah. Um, and right towards the end, you do get a really pretty shot of him gliding back into the earth. Yeah, and he swoops around once the planet kind of scrolls into view. And twist, no sunset, you get a sunrise. That's right, peaks around the right size, right where... So I, right I approve, yeah. and then a classic, the end, in the, the corner. The end. Well, Nick, here we are in the review portion of our show. And of course, we always use the classic Nintendo Power review system, which has four categories, and each category has a possible score ranging from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. So uh, how did you rank this uh, on graphics and sound, Eric? I gave it a 3.5. Okay, I gave it a three. All right, I said this game has uh, great graphics and great animations. Yeah, the sprites look great. Yeah, uh, pretty good songs. Nothing that stands out. Yeah, it's yeah, it just doesn't quite get there. Like it's sometimes all... it's a little repetitive. Yeah, it's it's all right. The negative for me though is the sound effects. Oh really? I, you know something about them. While they do have a lot of that um, Genesis charm, that twangy metallic sound, 
so many of them were just kind of generic, and a few of them were a little grating. I gotcha. I mean, I I actually wrote down that I like the sounds, so probably mm. for the weirdness. They are strange in a lot of ways, and they, they're very dated, so maybe that's why. Now, the backgrounds, you know, the animation is a little weak in them, but I really like what they tried, especially like, you know, the lightning effects, you know, when you're in the uh, electricity level. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was cool. Uh, I really love the animations. When you do your flip, it looks so good. You get a couple frames in there. It's, I mean, it's just hard to not compare it to the arcade. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is this game's biggest weakness is that it's so close to the arcade that it's like in, you know, in 1991 or 1990. Yeah, of course you, you couldn't play it at home, so you you would take the Sega one. But now, why would you choose it over the arcade? Well, maybe for the challenge, but yeah. definitely not for the backgrounds. So Nick, uh, play control. I gave it a two. Oh, I was a little more generous. Okay. I gave it a two point five. I, it's it's close because it gives you a lot of options. Yeah, I say it's generally good um, until you need to make a specific jump. Yeah, I it really makes me feel like I'm playing Ninja Gaiden with Simon Belmont. Or like, yeah, like the jump where I'm just like this game. The jump's not bad, but I feel like the game wants you to be able to jump better. Well, it does have two different types of lateral jumps. It's just almost impossible to do the. <laughs> Shorter one. Right. And, uh, you know, you hit the nail exactly on the head. It is a very Castlevania jump. Uh, the only difference is that it's about three times as long, which yeah. makes it very awkward to judge where you're going to land. Well, and, you know, given the the large, beautiful sprites, you know, the bigger the sprites are, the less uh, kind of room you can see ahead of you. So you're making these long jumps and you can barely tell where you're going to land sometimes. And you have no ability to alter it to reflect, you know, it's, it, it, it can be tough. It can be. And uh, next up, we have the challenge factor. I rated this game with a 3.5. I Okay, I gave it a 4. All right. Um, I didn't go that high because I thought this game was hard, but it is very short. That, that's true. Um, and I my score is assuming that you use uh, the five lives and the continue code. Like, if you were trying to do this on normal with three men and one continue, like, it's not going to be easy. No, but, you know, the reason I didn't give it a higher challenge rating is the fact that there are so many ways to cheat you know there is an yeah. easy mode you can set it up to five lives you can give yourself three continues so if you were playing on easy with five lives three continues you could breeze through this finally we come to our last category theme and fun now you may think that i gave this game some low scores or high score when it came to challenge but i actually rated the theme and fun on this a 4.0 Okay, um, I give it a 3.5, but I can definitely see 4. It's a, it's a fun game. It, it's got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I really love the settings. Um, each level is totally different than the last. Yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, you're running up and down slopes, like, you know, a lot of movement-based uh, gameplay that's, that's really fun. It just, just kind of, you know, hits some rough patches. Yeah, the enemies in this game are varied from level to level. You see the wolves in Siberia. Uh, in Amazon, you've got the wrong Amazons, but, you know, they're trying. There's uh, unique creatures for each level. As well as, you know, every level, this is kind of similar to later Contras, where you kind of move to these battle set pieces. Like, they kind of started this, I feel like, set the standard for, you know, fight the big mecha pond, and then you move to right. this other big battle in a bigger area. Right, but for me... Uh, the most important thing about this game that brings that fun factor all the way up is the pure raw speed of it. 
there is just no other game at this time that I could think of where you can attack this fast. Yeah, it's badass, man. It's sweet future ninja action. So, Nick, should you play this game? Uh, I'll say yes if you can't get a hold of the arcade. But otherwise, I don't think there's a lot of reason to play this one instead of it. I'm going to say if you have a Genesis or a Mega Drive, then check it out. This would be a good one to have in your collection. I think it's a, a fun game, and most people don't have a, a good way to play this as the arcade version. Right, right. I mean, it's not bad, but uh, it's it's not quite the arcade. No, this game definitely gets a yes from me. Um, yes, if you're going to play this game on a console, this is the one to play. But, you know, sadly, it is not the arcade game, but it is close. Next week's game is Mega Man 3 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So grab a controller, find a copy of this game any way you can, and play along, Cartridge Commandos. And remember, folks, if there's anything we missed or anything we got wrong, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Twitter at cartcommand. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you may be using. Like us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. And please, check out our Patreon page. Remember, Patreon is international, so any of our listeners around the world, maybe Australia, maybe Germany, throw us a, a, well, whatever a dollar is in your land. We'd really appreciate it, because it's you, the patrons, that make this show happen. So thank you so much. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos... Game on! Strider. Strider. He is our hero. <laughs>